Welcome all to the Snail Trail 4x4 Outdoor Podcast. If you like going off-roading in Toyotas, wrenching on Toyotas, camping on Toyotas, on Toyotas, I guess that works, and maybe making a little bit of fun at Toyotas, and of course, hearing about how fantastic drive slugs are in Toyotas, then this is the podcast for you. That's right, ladies and germs. My name is Tyler Larson, with a silent U, in case nobody knew. And joining me here is Mr. Jimmy Jet Black. Yes, that is his name. Yes. According to his identification, at least. Yeah. His government-issued identification. So that is true. It's not your name according to your OnlyFans and your weekend no, ID. No. It's, so. uh, th- none of those names are even in there. Yeah. It's also not your name on our other podcast. Nope. So uh, if anybody was looking for that. That one's Raul. Raul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How are you doing, bud? Good. I'm doing nice. all right. Um, it's been a it's been a busy week so mm-hmm. far. Here mm-hmm. we are on a Tuesday recording and it mm-hmm. hasn't slowed down yet. Nope. But I'm doing all right. It was a fairly slow weekend for me, minus uh, playing tour guide for a while. Uh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking forward to Friday, which is going to be when we're going to be recording episode 350 uh, with yep. our significant others. So that's mm-hmm. going to be a fun evening. And then on Saturday, I am moving my parents. Oh, from, uh, it's done already? Done. And uh, yeah. And for the most part, they're already slowly moving in right now. And wow, I've got a, a good chunk of friends coming up from uh, all over the place. And mm-hmm. we're going to move the big items. Not Saturday, you said? On Saturday. I'm going to come over and help. Yeah, we'll sure. See. You're welcome to. Um, more muscle, the more <laughs> merry. Yeah. we. Uh, I provide a lot of muscle, though. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Saturday, I mean, we're literally, you know, moving the bedroom. So it's they're officially moving in to the new house on Saturday. Wow. New slash old house. I don't know how you say that. Yeah. I don't know if that one there, is technically new house older. to them. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Which also means I can start doing demo. In the in their on, old your new house on their old house <laughs> yeah. my new house yeah my old house too technically <laughs> does that mean that the uh, back room in the shop is cleared out Mm-mm. no no more shit went in there's going in there <laughs> they cleaned a lot of that out oh, I'm geez. really actually somewhat peeved about that <laughs> so for those that don't know like I the shop the snail trail shop is a one massive room. And then there's one sort of small room, like an office, let's sort of say, tucked off in the corner. Mm-hmm. And it's probably, I don't know, I think the overall square footage of the entire shop is about 1,300 square feet, 1,200, yeah. 1,300 square feet. Yeah, somewhere around there. That room's probably... That's like 150 know, maybe? 150, yeah. yeah. And my parents just use it as a storage room. Yeah. And it would be the fantastic spot for the laser etching room. Yes, it would. And I've tried to get them to uh, get out of that room. And and even now, because they're moving from a larger house to a smaller house. Uh, And so they have excess shit (laughs) going into that room. Oh, man. I'm I'm halfway tempted. Well, I don't know how this would all work out, but I'm halfway tempted to buy them like a tough shed. Uh Uh-huh. And put it out on one of our properties mm-hmm. and move all their stuff into that. You could, I wonder if you could buy like a couple of uh, Econoline 350 vans mm-hmm. and just take the cabs off 
Yeah, and then probably. you use the axles on crawler projects. Oh, that's not a bad idea. And use the cab. I could as cut tough the sheds. front of the cab <laughs> off and then weld the back of one cab to the front of the other cab. And you have and a just shipping container, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I would love to have that extra space. Mm-hmm. It would be a fantastic spot for snail armor to take over, and then have the shop for uh, snail trail four by four stuff mm-hmm. and the podcast stuff and moving. Uh, some of the stuff that you're storing for me over into that space. and uh, But yeah, I don't, it's not going to happen unless I figure out another way to gain more space to try to clear that space out. Yeah. So. Mm, yeah. We'll have to get creative. Like what would happen if just say they came over one day and that whole room was cleared out and it was all up on the roof? Yeah. <laughs> I think they'd ask me to put it back in the room. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) However, that, yeah, so that's going to be my upcoming weekend. And and I've been thinking about it uh, a little bit, but I'm the whole, my kind of whole future life plans is to get that house done in the near future Mm -hmm. so that we can do our house swap. Yeah. And then I have to do work on the old house. Either. So you're doing a swappy swap swap on yeah. houses. Yes, we are. <laughs> kind of, well, Good yeah. Job. Well, it's just a swap. We're just swapping one house. We, there's not three things that are changing in a way. Mm, you're, yeah, okay. The, the assistance house is probably going to go up for sale. There's not. Yeah. So we're moving. Well, my, my first gen forerunner went up for sale. Yeah. Uh, but I, whatever. <laughs> so I, I'm not sure when or how much time I'm going to have to work on vehicles in here in the next few months. Yeah. That's going to be a, I think a very high priority for uh, a lot of other people in your life to yes. get the houses all swapped. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe I can find sometimes during some weekdays, but mm-hmm. even then it's like, Oh, what you could, go work on the house during that time. Yeah. So, yeah. So is life right now for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that I can, um, do some work event at some yeah. points in time. Yep. Um, well, cool, man. Uh, good luck with all that going on. Thanks. Yeah. 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 We'll, um, we'll change this into an off-roading <laughs> slash, uh, Tim, the tool man setup or something. I don't know. Gonna, we'll start, uh, doing Benford 3000 reviews soon. Perfect. So, yeah. Uh, cool, man. Uh, I just want to give, before we get too far into things, a special shout out to Dylan. Okay. He had a kid. Oh, and the kid came out looking a lot better than he does. So nice. Yeah. Dylan, which Dylan, uh, Dylan, uh, McFarlane. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, congratulations, yep. Dylan. Yep. Kinesel Dylan. Yes. <laughs> body, body work, Dylan. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Congratulations, buddy. So I congrats, bud. Yep. Curious if this was the Dylan that we interviewed for Keep Our Deserts Clean. Oh, uh, no, nope. not that one. A local, local Dylan. Local Dylan, yeah. Right uh, on. Bodywork Dylan. Um, so congrats to him. Uh, that was really cool. Uh, so it happened uh, last night on yeah. Monday night. So Nice. Yep. I may or may not have some uh, obscene baby gifts coming now. 
<laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Glad uh, to hear. He deserves it. He does. That, that guy got me way too drunk. Yes. Uh, he keeps asking when we're going to go do that again. And I'm like, I think Jimmy's a little afraid of gout at the moment still from that last trip. So I'm, I'm not so much afraid of gout. I think I figured that out. Lots of water, n- moderate intake of alcohol and staying away from Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I seem to be Dylan. doing okay. For, yeah. <laughs> it's been almost a year. I mean, yeah. oh wait, when did we do it in April? So it's it was March or April. March think, or yeah. April. So we're a few months away from a year. So pretty much a life lesson for everybody out there. Stay away from Dylan yep. and you'll be okay. Smart. <laughs> Very smart. Uh, that's good. Cool. Let's see. This episode, Thursday episode, we have... Um, I have some fun stories to talk about, updates on Axel stuff. Uh, and then uh, I did some other work this weekend um, in my abundance of cabin fever time. And we also have some FNGs and yes. birthdays. Yep. We do have those. We already... Did we announce the winners for the... Yes, we the did. Extreme tire giveaways. Okay. It was Mayo and DeLuca. That's right. Yeah. Yep. We did talk about that. Okay. Uh, what else do we have on the docket for today then? Let's see. The only other thing I mean, I might talk about would be uh, just hanging out with Brian for the last few days when uh, when he came out here from mm-hmm. when we did the suspension talk, mm-hmm. which was an awesome episode. So you, have, you haven't listened to episode 348. You should go over there and check it out. Yep. Go check that out. Uh, for sure. A lot of fun having Brian out here and learning about suspension stuff. Uh, I'm uh, you and I talk about it off air, but like when we're interviewing people, I get too caught up with uh, trying to keep the flow of the episode going that a lot of times I miss some of the information that the interviewers are talking to me about. Oh, a hundred percent. And so I went back and uh, I've been listening to that episode and I'm like, oh my God, I don't remember that being talked about. Oh my God. What was that? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, that's great info. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the, uh, I mean, we both do the same thing. We get caught up in the uh, discussion and keeping the the momentum of the episode going Mm -hmm. and you know, when, then when I go back and I edit the podcast, I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) <laughs> like we talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. But the other was, thing was, I didn't realize that we had a, an hour and 40 minute episode. Oh yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like sitting down and talking. I thought we were at like an hour, maybe an hour and 10. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it was also deceiving because we had to stop yeah. for like two or three That's times true. for, well, two times for like motorcycles, another time for something else. I can't uh-huh. remember. And so the clock was at like two hours. It's probably Justin. Justin was just probably talking randomly. So, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. The joys of podcasting, uh, all the fun stuff that goes on behind the scenes that doesn't really make the edits a lot of times. So, (laughs) 100%. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We also have a voicemail. Oh, good. So uh, we can listen to that as well. And uh, we may be able to get to some reviews. Sounds great. Cool, man. Uh, Let's start. Where should we start? How about birthdays? Let's start with birthdays. All right. So birthdays, birthdays, birthdays. So this is, we're looking for November birthdays. November birthdays. Yes, we are. We have zero one year November birthdays. Yay. Jim's month. 
Nobody likes Jim. Two-year birthdays, though, for Jim's month. We have Kirk Payne. Kirk Payne. Rod Littleton. Oh, Rod, thanks. Austin Stanley. Austin, when are you coming back up here? I know. We need to go visit a couple more breweries with you. Uh, Don Happel. Who? Uh, I don't, he's one of those like English people, I think. Yeah. Is it Hapel? Hapel? Uh, I don't know. It's It might be German. Apple. <laughs> Apple. <laughs> Apple. <laughs> the H is silent. Uh, or is it Donnie? Um, there is another name in here under Donnie Apple. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, okay. There's also another one under Donifer. Interesting. Rover Don. Yeah. 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 I don't know. He's got a bunch of personalities. So. They already signed up three times. <laughs> Is that why we had three gift boxes go to the same place? Maybe. Uh huh. Anyway, thanks, Don. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Samuel Lewis. Samuel Lewis. Thank you very much. And that's it for two years. Two years. Thank you. Let's go back to three years. Any three year? Ooh, we have two. Two three years. Nice. One is Brian Cathcart. Mr. Cathcart. Who Thank is you, Mr. Uh, first Gen Forerunner with the the goofy high lift. <laughs> I don't know what you refer. He puts his high lift on his rear bumper, but it's like a 60 inch high lift. So it ends up sticking up above the level of his roof. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, catches all the trees. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody keeps making fun of him as how many things do you catch that on? He goes, everything. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you fix that? Uh, man. Uh, so we got Brian Cathcart and then Adam Corpus Lane. Adam. Thank you very much. Yeah. Three years. Awesome. Three thank years. you very much. Man. We're going to have a, uh, we are officially halfway to four years. Dang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That it's is insane. Coming up soon. Sooner Which means in one and a half years, we're going to have to figure out what the hell we're doing for five-year birthdays. Oh, geez. I don't even know. <laughs> we'll throw a big party at the Springs or something. You think we're still <laughs> going to be going in five years? I don't know. We haven't killed each other yet. So like... No. I think we're doing okay. Just so far. We got a whole another year and a half to figure that out, though. <laughs> True. <laughs> we may end up with a, a Jimmy and Tyler divorce after episode 350, though. We'll see what questions come in. <laughs> yeah. The assistant and secretary, like, you're not allowed to hang out with them anymore. <laughs> more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. All right. So happy birthday to you guys. Thank you so much for the support over the years. Uh, it goes, it really does go a long way to keeping us interested in keeping to do the podcast. So um, thank you very much from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, honestly, we probably wouldn't be putting in all the time and effort to do the podcast. No, probably not. If uh, if you guys weren't supporting us the way you do, so we wouldn't be you. hitting the button at least. Yeah, we'd still be getting together and you know going out wheeling and stuff and making fun of people. Um, there would just no be no recordings to prove it. So yeah, yeah, nobody would ever know <laughs> exactly. Maybe we should do right that. Now, I was gonna say maybe <laughs> maybe there's a, people have a, a good thing going on. With yeah, we're the dumbasses putting it all in recording. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so happy birthday to everybody. Uh, we have FNGs next. Ooh, nice. So, what does the uh, FNG stand for again? The fun new guy. The fun <laughs> new guy. That's right. I thought it was something else, but uh, we can go with that. Fragile. Fragile new guys. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. FNG this month for, uh, the month of October. Uh, now that the month is over, we can kind of look at everything and see who's there. We have, a. oh God, here we go. 
Uh, Kedney Benerick. Perfect. Thanks, Kedney Benerick. <laughs> and Sam Hardy. And Sam Hardy. Thank you Hardy. very much. Hardy. Yeah. He is a Hardy Sam. Thank yep. you. Thank you for having an easier name to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> than that other guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, thank you to both you guys uh, very much for supporting the podcast and everybody else out there. So, and Sam's name isn't Sam on Facebook. It isn't. No, because uh, did you have to track that down? I did have to figure that out. To is look that like another he, Debbie Pool? I don't. Maybe. I uh, he we had a Hardy message us or uh, ask f- to get invited into the Snail Trail Four by Four Snail Squad form on uh, or Snail Square Snail Squad. What do you call that? It's not a form. A it's group? The, the group? The Facebook group? The Facebook okay, group. Okay, yep. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> so we had a Hardy mm-hmm. request an invite to the Snail Squad Facebook group. Okay. But the name wasn't Sam. Mm. And so I asked, I had to ask, mm-hmm. are you Sam? Did you just sign mm-hmm. up? And he's like, yeah. Uh, and then uh, It wasn't a Samantha? It was. Nope. It was not Samantha. It was... Uh. It was like something else. I can't even remember what it was. Anyways, we uh, uh, those I've now purged some of the people out of the uh, Snail Squad Facebook group. <gasps> Jimmy performed the purge. I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I figured Dad. I was going to do this pretty much. My new goal is to do this every gift box session. Every six months. That's a good. I think that's fair. Because mm-hmm. we do have a lot of movement and changes during mm-hmm. that time. Yeah. So there's been some people removed and there was quite a few people added, but it looks like we haven't added anybody in a few months. Okay. So, all right. So nobody added to the page in a few months. Uh, did you happen to look over at the Snail Squad forum on irate 4 by 4 No. Uh, we have a post over there that says... Uh, if you sign up here on irate four by four, make sure you request here or notify us here when you request on the Facebook group page. Um, I noticed there was a few people that posted recently and I just haven't gotten around to looking at them yet. Got it. Yeah. There's a lot of little nuances when you got a, a bunch of different areas to, mm-hmm. to, uh, to talk to people about. I don't know. It's a, if you want to be in the Facebook group, it's easier if you just request it and tell us who you are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people that like, you know, random Joe Schmo from Russia mm-hmm. that asks a request to join and, you know, we talk yeah. them out. But Or like a Raron from Alabama. Yeah. We yeah. said no to him. Yeah. No Alabamians. No. Nope. So... If you want to get into that Facebook group, if you are a patron or a uh, Snail Squad member on Irate 4x4, feel free to join that Facebook group. You're welcome. We just talk about shenanigans and discuss the episodes and share our builds. And mainly, Let's be be straight. It's mainly Super Producer and Mr. Bendover making fun of everybody else. Pretty much. Yeah. I did give... uh, (laughs) Is his name Tony? Betty White? Yes. Tony, I did give him admin or uh, like um, there's a term where you can give them uh, like permissions to to modify or edit. Yeah. Or I gave, it, moderator? gave him that. The uh, moderator. Yeah, you gave I, Tony a moderator? I did. And you know what That's it did? And he's now talking a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> I think I gave him some power like he didn't know that he had. That's funny. 
<laughs> oh man. But he's doing Tony. a good job. Okay, I'm good. proud of you, Tony. Good. Yeah. So I started a, a Morphlate group page on uh, uh, Facebook. So if people have questions about Morphlates, kind of like a, or tips for like how to use your Morphlate or uh, if there are questions on like, hey, what do you guys have coming up that or you guys are looking at releasing soon or are there any Black Friday sales or anything like that? You can now go on to the Morphlate Facebook page and ask those questions and hopefully get a little bit more of a crowdsourced answer. That'll be good. Rather than depending and waiting on me to reply to everything. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's, I think it's a good thing to have, you know, a, a group that mm-hmm. will help everybody with uh, coming to those conclusions. Yep. I mean, like our laser group, right? right? That that's what gave insane. me the idea. I'm always like, man, there's so many like good ideas and people willing to step up to help about answering questions. I was like, this must be great for ohm tech. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Speaking of lasers. Uh-oh. My goal is before Christmas mm-hmm. to have a line of snail trail four by four tumblers and possibly glassware Ooh. at minimum uh, whiskey glasses. Okay. Maybe pint glasses. Nice. With the snail trail logo on them. I definitely need some whiskey glasses. Okay. Yeah. I've had a few people reach out and say they need them. Do you know about your capabilities of being able to laser like a rubber mold for ice molds? I don't, but I did see on that Ooh. OM Tech Facebook group uh-huh. that somebody was laser etching the like live strong. Oh, the rubber band, bracelets. Rubber bracelets. Yeah. So I would imagine it's feasible. Yeah. You'd have to do probably like flat molds. I don't know if you'd be able to do round molds. I don't know. If I could gold. hold it round, I would assume that I could probably do it on the mm. rotisserie. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Something to think about. Uh, you want to get a <laughs> snail trail four by four ice mold? I think that'd be badass. That would be pretty cool. You create a little snail my ices. Yeah. <laughs> ice cubes, snail ice cubes. When we were in Legoland, <laughs> we bought a Lego uh, brick ice mold. Oh, that's fun. That was pretty cool. <laughs> but you can't build anything because the top is flat oh. and the bottoms have the indents. But oh. you get to pour Legos in your drink. So that's oh, kind of okay. cool. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, so I've got. I'm testing out. I just uh, I officially tested out, and I have it in front of us the mm-hmm. the pint glass, um, and then I'm going to do whiskey glasses, pint glasses, and then I think 30 ounce, maybe 24 ounce, maybe 30 ounce, uh, like tumblers or okay. uh, coffee cups of mm-hmm. some without a handle. Mm-hmm. I, for the rotary that I bought can't de- can't deal with a handle. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. So maybe if Tyler ever does decide to do these himself, he gets the Chuck style. So then we can, we can do, do handle handles. versions, <laughs> but, or maybe. maybe Lee has the Chuck style. I don't know which one Lee has. I don't know. However, uh, yeah, we're got in the very near future the we're going to have some drinkware for everybody out there. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I love playing around with the laser. I think it's super cool. Some of the stuff you can do with it. I just, don't have the time to devote into creating new stuff with it. Oh, I get it. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's my big problem. I was like, man, I have a bunch of ideas I'd like to do, but I just don't have time to do them with everything else going on. Yes. So I understand. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, let's see here. What else do we got here today? We got a voicemail. Yeah, let's do that. Do a voicemail. I did not think that it would be that easy to find that token. My apologies. 
I've got better spots, but I just couldn't. I just was so hooked on getting it on that tower. My fault. My apologies. Is that it? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Is that father, father, daddy, or I can't remember this guy. His name is like emails, like father, daddy, or something like that. Interesting. He's one of our uh, SoCal token hiders. He, or yeah. Central Cal token hiders. Uh, he, uh, he's from the Fresno area, and the, yep. he hid a token up on Bald Mountain, up on the tower. Yeah. Like on between like one of the girders and the roof line. Uh, <laughs> and it was found within like five days. Yeah. But there are a lot of people that go out to that there event. There is. That's, so, a, that's a very popular popular place for people to yes, go uh, bald yeah. lookout. So yeah, somebody found that one. I did have a message that uh, somebody went to the SoCal location and uh-huh. searched, but could not find it. Was that the tunnel one? Shh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because I got a message too, but I don't know if we had the same message or not. It, it was that one. But okay. yes, it, uh, <laughs> I said I'd need to, I know I have, so Whenever I send a token out to somebody that's hiding tokens, I ask that they get the geolocation, the, you know, the, the numbers Latin mm-hmm. long. I also ask them to take a close up photo, a medium photo and a far away photo oh, of okay. where the token is hid so that if I ever need to go back or we send somebody else back to double check if a token's there, I can kind of lead them to yeah. exactly where it's hidden. So. I was going to pull up the geo location on a map and then view the photos and see if they relate to each other. Uh-huh. But it sounds like so, the guy that messaged me said he searched for about a half an hour, him and his girlfriend, and could not find the token. Yeah. So I say kudos to you, Father Daddy, <laughs> for a good hiding spot. Yeah. Because that's what we want. That's nice. at, at least that's what I strive for. Yeah. I mean, I want people searching for months. <laughs> like the This is really just a waterfall. game for Jimmy to sit back and have an evil laugh. Yes. Is really is. what it comes down to. Uh, the waterfall one, one person has found it, one of them, and the other one's still hiding. The other it's one's still, still at large. I need to go. I, that's actually covered in snow now, huh? Probably, yep. Yep. Oh, well. Well, next that season. One's been, that one's been there for <laughs> a solid year. Yeah. If not longer. Yeah. Speaking of time frame, we just... Uh, the Moab ones, all the ones we hid in Moab, none of them have been found yet. And they just went live out on irate 4x4 on the public forum uh, this month. So I think last week... The ones got out there. from our Moab trip the most recent year. Correct. This year. The ones from the previous year haven't been found either. Right. <laughs> so there's quite a few out in Moab if anybody's heading out that way. Mm-hmm. What? Like five or six? More. I think I launched five. And I thought we had three the year before. So between wow. eight and nine, somewhere around there. <laughs> cool. Yeah. There's. I did have somebody asking me questions about it and how, how we were doing it. And, uh, but it's... Uh, I think it's fun. I think yeah. we're, I, I'm having a good time. It's one, it's causing me to go out and explore right. more in different areas. And it's also going to enable you guys to go out and explore and mm-hmm. go different areas so that you yep. can try and find these tokens for where places we've been yep. or friends of ours have been in yeah. a, to some extent. <laughs> yep. So uh, cool stuff. Uh, let's see. What else do we got going on? Yeah, do you want to do a few reviews and uh, so we can continue to move ourselves forward? Yeah. I did try to leave that website up the entire time 
since we did reviews last, uh-huh. but my computer restarted itself and did an update. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Bummer. However, we are doing reviews and we are giving away a swag pack at 450 reviews. And Tyler will tell us here soon how many reviews that we are currently at. And the swag pack is just a random assortment of stuff that we find within our, the shop, within the Morphlate warehouse, within stickers or shirts or hats, or maybe a tool, just a whole bunch of random stuff that we throw together. And at episode or on the 500th review, we're going to give away a winch. So keep those reviews coming in, post those reviews. It really helps us get promoted on the whole algorithm thing on iTunes and everywhere else that you leave a review, but we're only looking at the iTunes reviews. So if you want to get entered for the winch, you have to post it on iTunes. You can also enter more than once. You can enter as many times as you can, if you can figure out a way to do it. Yep. 100%. So, uh, cool stuff. We have 434 right now. Almost there. Mm -hmm. Getting close. And if you're a six string trucker, say (laughs) hey to us sometime, huh? Yeah, right. All right. So, we have uh, up here the next few in line. Uh, This one's from DWS Kevin. What up, Kevin? That says review. Great podcast. Top of my list for favorite podcasts. Love to hear what you guys are up to. I've listened since the high Sierra days. Wow. Hey, I don't I'm even sorry. have I don't even have a Toyota. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm a Jeep Willys guy. Maybe there's oh, an that's FJ, awesome. Maybe there's an FJ forty in my future. Did he say that? He did. Ooh. I'm glad we're bringing people over to the light side. Yes, dark side. I, well, yeah, light what side. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, Kevin. Hey uh, man, I would I would do. A, I would have a Willys. Those things are legit. They're, they're so cool. They're just little tractors, man. Awesome. That's what's funny about them. A Willys truck. Yeah, those are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like an FJ forty-five, Kevin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I want a Scout. I want um, a Stout. A Scout. No, t- Stout. No, I want a Scout. I want a Stout. <laughs> I don't care what you want. <laughs> well, why are you saying what you want? Because I care what I want. You want an international? <laughs> yeah. That, right there. There's an international pointed out at Clifford. The, uh, the 7.3 liter diesel is an international motor. Oh. Yeah, I didn't know the 7.3 was a, a international motor. That makes sense. Ford can't make their own stuff. So... <laughs> They can't even make fucking Broncos right now. Assholes. So you're going to get a Sequoia? I'm trying to talk the wife into it. So uh, we'll see how it goes. I would rather have a Sequoia than a Bronco at this point. I'm just getting kind of fed up with Ford's bullshit. So do it. Uh, Did you know the Sequoia has a 9,000 pound towing capacity? No. Yeah. (laughs) Right. It's pretty good. So the Tundra is a 12,000 pound. And which kind of makes sense. It's a it's a kind of a bigger truck. Um, yeah, but the Sequoia being well, it's the a, same frame though. It's the same frame, same chassis, just more body, just more body exactly. And so, uh, which we all like more body. Yeah. Oh, well, not all of us. Oh, it you know, depends on. What, anyways, <laughs> I'm gonna derail you. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that I put uh, four thousand pounds of concrete in the back of Clifford? I did know that. <laughs> Oh, that was pretty crazy. That was impressive. Yeah. Yeah. We went over to go or I went over to Gear Wrench Corey's uh, house and 
destroyed this fountain thing that he had in the backyard Mm -hmm. and uh, filled the bed up of Clifford with all this concrete and the fountain and bricks (laughs) and Uh all this stuff. And I'm like, we're really pushing the limit here. (laughs) Yeah. And I went across the scales at the dump and did the math. 4,060 pounds. Jeez. Of concrete. That's pretty crazy. That's nuts. (laughs) I didn't like it's that's way over what it should be doing. (laughs) It did it though. And it stopped fine. Clifford's a three quarter ton. It's a three quarter ton. (laughs) Yeah. Just a little bit over. Just a little over. (laughs) Yeah. I forgot the GVWR, G gross vehicle weight Uh number is around 8,000 pounds. Oh, and how much does the truck weigh itself? It dry? weighs uh, about six, six something dry. No. <laughs> okay. Good job. Yeah. It was 600 or 6,000 and like 400 pounds, I think with, uh, ev- it, both tanks almost full mm-hmm. and Corey and I in it. Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So, and yeah. we were 10,000, like 400 pounds going across the scales. <laughs> <laughs> That's like that time I uh, loaded the forklift on a 7,000 pound trailer or whatever, 8,000 mm-hmm. pound trailer. Thinking it was an 8,000 pound trailer and the forklift what tra- was. You used my trailer, right? No, no you I didn't. rented one from a. That's right. Uh, you used Clifford to drive it. Though. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I was a little uh, like 3,500, 4,000 pounds under, <laughs> I guess, to make sure the weight of the forklift. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Um, moving on. Reviews. reviews. <laughs> We're back to reviews here. We have uh this one's here from Gear 510. Oh, Gear 510. Hmm? 5.10? No, just 510. 5.10 is one of the coolest logos I've ever seen in my life. Really? Like 510 shoes. 510 climbing gear. I don't know. By far if you're like as a graphic designer, that logo is badass. Okay. Yeah. Check it out. I'm rather fond of the MF logo, just yes, FYI. I like that one too, <laughs> but I'm biased. <laughs> oh man. So uh, this one says highly recommended Toyota off-road podcast. Been listening to Jimmy and Tyler since they were casting on high Sierra four by four. Another one. Another wow. one. Jeez. Uh, where they focused on Toyota rock crawling material. They have since moved on very long ago now and are on their 248th episode. That's how far back we are. That's a hundred episodes, literally. To almost, yeah. We're, uh, this is two forty nine. Yeah, uh, almost a hundred episodes ago. This review was laid out. It was yeah a year ago, uh, November twenty second last year is when this one was placed. Uh, took me a while to write a review. But I, I recommend this podcast to any type of off-roader, whether they rock crawl, overland, pre-run, etc. Listen to the full episode or skip to the ending for the dad jokes. Awesome. Thanks, Gear 510. Yeah. Appreciate your loyal support. Yeah. That's awesome. I wonder if he's still listening. He's probably he like, probably stopped, eh, at stopped at 250. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, next one here is from ZC Nomad. ZC Nomad. Yeah. Or ZC. I don't know. ZC to me means zero clutter. From zero clutter Star, nomad. Starcraft days. Yeah, maybe. But uh, anyways, uh, so it says best off-road podcast. I love that game. Starcraft? Yeah. Yeah. That was a good game. I was top three in the world at one point. Wow. For that map, zero clutter. Oh. Three versus three, zero clutter. Uh, Anyways, 
My buddy Charles is ranked in the world, but mm. for for StarCraft two. Uh I never and, got into StarCraft two. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was so good. Man, we would play like four V four and I sucked so bad he was able to do really well and send me troops <laughs> to, <laughs> so that we could continue to win the game. Oh, but I funny. loved that it. it was a good game. Mm-hmm. He would tell me things. We'd be all on a voice thing and we'd all be talking. He's like, Jimmy, build starships. <laughs> like, okay. <I'm> sure. <laughs> I need to build a port first. He's like, you haven't built that yet? I'm like, no. no. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, ZC Clutter. So ZC Nomad. Oh, Nomad. Yep. And as, Clutter. As a Mississippian, I love hearing about wheeling in the west side of the country. Love the Toyota and general off-roading content. Also, one of my favorite podcasts for when I was studying for my ham license. And who does not need another winch? Am I right? I don't. Uh, yeah, you don't need another winch. <laughs> I got two you on the shelf. use any of your winches. Whoa. Why do you need them? <laughs> I seriously have no idea. <laughs> Just go out with friends. Eh. Just go that out half with winches. That have winches, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, even when you go out with friends that have winches, the winches don't pull you out. No. You hook a bobcat, and bobcat's like, "Fuck this!" Yep, we're, we're getting <laughs> out of here. Jeep towing me out? No, no, no I don't think so. I'm gonna solve all the problems and figure it out myself. <laughs> oh man! And last one for today is from Jeff Daig. Says, "Love the listen. If you like off-roading in Nissans, I mean Toyotas, great show." Jimmy and Tyler, easy to listen to. Good tech, good guest, good inspiration for more wheeling. Nice. Thanks. Did he really say Nissans and just kidding? Or uh-huh. just, uh, okay. Did. You didn't put that in. I did not. Okay. Said if you like off-roading in Nissans. JK. I mean, dot, 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 dot. I mean, Toyotas. Got it. Yeah. All right. So he's a Nissan uh, guy. Some weirdo. I don't know. What did you- <laughs> Hey, if you're in the SAC area, I want to model a tailgate after a Nissan. So get in contact with me. Hmm. Yeah, there's a, I don't know which one he has. If he has a Frontier, what he's got going on. Probably has like a 1982 box Nissan truck. Yeah, because nobody which, has the other ones. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Love it. Love it. Love the camaraderie. Uh, so that'll do it for today on reviews. How was tour guiding being tour guide, Jimmy? Oh, it was fun. Uh Uh, Brian and I got along very well. Uh, we, he flew in on Friday morning and we didn't do our podcast until Saturday mm. at like one. Yeah. Saturday afternoon, midday. Saturday, midday on Saturday. And then he flew out Sunday morning. Okay. So there was a good chunk of time when like he would either one, figure out something to do in the area two sit in a hotel room being bored <laughs> or kind of three, I, uh, ask him to come over and hang out and we just go off and do random shenanigans. Uh-huh. And so I told him, Hey, I'm, quite busy on Friday. I've got these things going, but you're welcome to hang out with me. And yeah. he was like, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I was like, sweet. So, uh, first I had to change the oil in the assistance CRV. Okay. She was, the dash was saying negative miles, oh, okay. <laughs> which I've never seen before. So I was quite impressed uh-huh. with her. 
And that, I mean, that's a very basic, simple job. This time yep. I remembered to change the oil filter. I forgot to do that last time, <laughs> but don't tell her. <laughs> but when I bought the oil, I didn't buy an oil filter and she was kind of questioning me. <laughs> You're like, so, no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. So he came over, we started talking trucks in the middle of us talking trucks every once in a while. I was like, Hey, I gotta go, you know, I need to start draining the oil and then, uh, Hey, I need to pull the oil filter off. And then, you know, like, Hey, I'm going to plug it and pour more oil in. Uh, you know, and the, Hey, I'm going to run it for a little bit and check the level, uh, blah, blah, blah. So eventually the, I got the rig done and the assistant was hanging out around sort of around the house. She was at the, her in-laws, my parents. And she came over like pretty much right at the last minute. And I was like, yeah, your car, I've got to, you know, screw the cap on and it's done. Nice. And so seven ten like, cap. Huh? The 710 cap? Yes, exactly. Okay. 710. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? The 710 cap. And then that's we an, were. That's an old high stair 4x4 joke. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, so she took off. And then Brian and I went. Uh, first, we went up to uh, Trail Standard Off Road. Okay. Uh, they make Forerunner parts. They make Forerunner bumpers, Forerunner uh, rock sliders. They make some hitch receiver, like. What do you call those things that you, instead of using the ball to do toe point recovery, they make a hitch receiver adapter so you can. Oh, for like a, a hitch recovery. receiver clevis. Yeah. Kind okay. of. They make those, uh, they make grills for the, uh, forerunners. They make a few different things, but they're the people that cut my panels. Yeah. Okay. So I went and picked up some prototypes, uh, hopefully fingers crossed finger, uh, final prototypes for the gladiator and first gen forerunner. How, what about that second gen forerunner? <laughs> I've get I'm getting the hopefully well maybe well I'll I'm gonna do one more prototype but I'm getting that prototype this weekend. Okay, and my final prototypes are could be finished products, but I'm just getting a one off. Okay, so if it's good, it's I mean I'm good I'm go I'm going ahead, but yeah that one's I'm I'm picking that up this weekend and on well Friday. And I need to do a test fit and mm-hmm. I have Sean's tailgate still at my, <laughs> my warehouse or my shop. So uh, I can do that pretty quick and then, yeah. And then hopefully that one will be up and running and I'll start those. I don't know if I'm going to, even if the gladiator, so I'm getting the gladiator and the first gen Tundra or Tacoma, excuse, excuse me, first gen forerunner. Okay. Uh, those are the like official final, hopefully tail, uh, panels that mm-hmm. I need to test out. And then I have the third gen Tundra and second gen forerunner, uh, that I think are going to take one more prototype. We'll see. Okay. Uh, one more to be like the final official final one done, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I'm going to do any of them before the end of the year. Uh, I think I'm going to, cause it's just close timing to F for, yeah. for the holiday seasons and everything going on. I think it's just going to be hard to get anything out before the end of the year. Okay. However, that said, I'm going to be working with Stellar Built and we're going to try to get the FJ80, 100, and 200 series out pretty quick. Nice. Okay. And I have, hopefully, the first gen, second gen, Gladiator, and third gen, first gen, second gen, Forerunner, Gladiator, and Tundra. All those panels will be out next year. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. So that'll be really nice. And then I need to expand into first gen tacos, I think is going to be one of the next ones. Okay. 
So, and I've got access to one of those, so that shouldn't be too mm-hmm. bad. And I should probably go over there and do it ASAP while it's not moving around. It's sitting yeah. in somebody's backyard. <laughs> uh huh. So, but yeah, so we went up there, uh, got picked up the prototypes. Uh, Brian and Travis talked for a little while because Brian designs cool things and Travis builds cool things. Yeah. And so they talked about the shop a little bit and talked about business and was uh, looking at how to maybe possibly partner up. So that might be kind of fun in the future. That'd be neat. Yeah. After that, oh, before we went there, we went to uh, um, Auburn Ale House. Okay. And had burgers and uh, some burgers and beer. Uh Uh-huh. And then after we went to Trail Standard Off-Road, we went up to Moonrakers. Yeah, that's a good place. And had uh, I had a beer and... uh, I think Brian only had one at that point. And then after that, we went to a gentleman's house up in Auburn and I bought a uh, truck part, okay. a T-case adapter okay. <laughs> for dual cases. Uh-huh. Cause I have two trans, I have two top shifting T-cases in my shop and I'm yeah. like, well, I might as well just throw them together. Yeah. Maybe I'll make a, va- I want to make a very in-depth video is my goal. Okay. Like, Here's how to do everything. Here's every single step with good video shots on how to fit all this together or align this all up. Nice. Yeah, because people, I've had people comment on my video, which is really sort of a time lapse of setting it all up about, hey, this is great, but I I need more information. Yeah. Is more or less what they say. So I'm thinking about making a like step-by-step video on it. Okay which will be lengthy because there's yeah. a lot of little steps, but I think it'll be a bit very beneficial. Yeah. And let's see, after that, we went to Monk's Cellar and we had dinner. And Do you need to rebuild one of the tea cases too? Or like the rear case that you're going to use? Are you going to rebuild the whole thing or do you already have one that's rebuilt, ready to go? You just need to video how well, to put it together with the adapter. No, I'm going to, well, one of them needs to, one of them's torn apart right now and I'm probably considering putting it somewhat back together just for the video stake. But one of those is going to have to have a four, seven, I want a four, seven put in it. Okay. So one of them is going to be torn apart. Gotcha. Why you got an extra T case laying around too? Well, I have that one that I got that has the, the stripped holes that needs the helicoils. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to tear the whole thing apart and completely rebuild it, put in new bearings and everything because the T case that I rebuilt right before Moab this year, um, it's leaking gear oil again. And I'm pretty sure it's because of when my drive shaft came off and (laughs) destroyed everything. Yeah. (laughs) So I need to, I wanted to rebuild the spare T case I have now, just kind of go through the whole thing, uh, put all new bearings in it because I don't, I didn't rebuild that one. I got it from the person. He said it was good to go. I threw it under the rig and other than the two stripped bolts, uh, the two stripped uh, holes, um, it was, it was good to go for them. Remember from what I used it for, but right. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I'm in the mix of it, it's not that much more to fix another one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Regardless. So anyway, uh, we went to, for dinner, we went to Monk's cellar, which is my local watering hole where my whiskey club Mm -hmm. and we got old fashions and Brian was like, this is the best old fashioned I've ever had. I was like, (laughs) yes, it's super good. (laughs) Nice. Uh, and I was starting to explain to him how they do it. And he was convinced that they put like orange juice in it. And I was like, nope. No, they just sort of twist the rind over it and let Mm -hmm. the aromatics of the, you know, oil from the orange peel go everywhere. And it just 
tastes like it or smells like it and yeah. you know, tricks your senses or whatever. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was super, I didn't, I had a very small window because the, uh, the assistant and the mini assistant were, and I were supposed to go to a play that night. Um, since the mini assistant likes theater, mm -hmm. they were doing a teen slash adult, uh, show of Romeo and Juliet oh, okay. at the, uh, same place where the mini assistant does theater. So mm. I had to, uh, leave very abruptly. Like it's, <laughs> I asked the server when he showed up, I was like, Hey, do is the kitchen moving fast today? Like I only have like 24, like maybe 30 minutes uh -huh. somewhere in there to get food and get out of here. Yeah. And he's like, no, they're moving quick. I'll put it in as a rush job. And I was like, cool. Nice. I got like five minutes or maybe seven minutes when the food <laughs> showed up. And uh, so I plowed through my food and I said, Hey, Brian, all right, you cool with covering the tab? I'll get it tomorrow. <laughs> and he said, uh, yeah, I'll get it. And I was like, all right, I got to run. And so I literally, I ran across the street and went to the theater. Uh -huh. So the next day, uh, we met up here and mm -hmm. at the warehouse recorded. Yep. And then I pretty much told the story on the episode, but, uh, mm -hmm. we, afterwards, uh, we went to burgers and brew, had yep. some food. Then we went out to locked barrel, which has the largest whiskey collection. I think at least in Sacramento, if not Northern California, it's impressive for yeah, sure. It's a, it's really nice and had a drink there and then pretty much departed after that and went our own ways. So nice. Yeah, it was a good time. It was like I said before, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun hanging out with Brian. It was get it was great to get to know him um away from a phone or Instagram. Yeah. You know, hang out with him in person and discuss trucks and talk about everything going on. So you didn't take him to the train museum? No. The car museum? I, uh, no. The Gold it, Rush brothel? No. Man, I had considered <laughs> taking him to that downtown old town area just because it's sort of unique and yeah. you know it's from gold rush era still wooden sidewalks mm -hmm. and and the auto museum but i was looking at the time after we finished recording and the auto museum was only open to five and i think we were done at four uh, so i was kind of like meh yeah. all right well cool sounds like you guys had a good time yeah. um sounds like he had a good time so yeah. we've been, we've been chatting with him a few, a little bit the past couple of days and, uh, uh, yeah, the episode came out really well. Um, a lot of really good information there. So make sure if you guys, uh, want to learn a little bit about suspensions, uh, go back and listen to episode 240, sorry, 348. Yeah. Another hundred on <laughs> Another there. Tyler. there yeah. <laughs> uh, episode 348 there. And if you guys have any other questions you want to ask of Brian, um, send them in, either send them in straight to him. It sounds like he loves talking about suspension stuff. He's super knowledgeable about it. Uh, so just hit up four wheel underground on Instagram and see what he says. Uh, or you guys can send them on over to us and we can kind of accumulate some of them and get Brian back on the podcast. Yeah. I think that good. I think it'd be really neat to even just go over a terms, you know, yeah. like what does anti-dive mean or anti-squad and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and all those things, roll centers and yeah. everything that, you know, has to go into sort of uh, suspensions. We can talk about, you know, a suspensions 101 terms edition or yeah. something. Yeah. And I think that'd be a good episode. Yeah. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. There's a lot we can dive into with suspensions and that, and he's, he's got a lot of really good knowledge to um, handle it. So we'll definitely get him back on the podcast For here sure. in the future and, uh, have some more suspension talk going on. Yeah. So, in right. the meantime though, yeah, I have some axle talk. Yes, you do. 
<laughs> well, so, that goes underneath, you know, the suspension stuff. It does. It goes under, you know, keeps the uh, keeps axles attached to chassis. Yeah. So uh, I've been, you know, on lockdown with COVID. So I was getting cabin fever and I was like, I need to do something. So I was like, I have all this energy. And the only thing really that's I have left though lingering other than still testing positive was uh, congestion. I'm like, yeah. so I spend the first hour of being up in the morning, coughing stuff up and uh, clearing out the sinuses. And then after that, I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go do something today. I want to do something. Let's, let's do something. So uh, Sunday after uh, sitting down recording, um, I was like, I need to do something Sunday. And uh, I ended up finishing the bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. So I built the whole countertop above the fridges and uh, got that put into place. We got it all stained. We got it lacquered. Um, We drilled holes through it to run the uh, keg lines. Uh, We drilled a hole in the back to run electrical lines. And uh, it's all in place. Put it up and then put the fridges all underneath and then plumbed all of the keg lines. Nice. So everything is set, ready to go. All I need is kegs of beer. Yep. And you're not allowed outside to go get them. I'm not allowed outside (laughs) to go get them. It's really annoying. But uh, it came out fantastic. I'm really excited about how the whole bar came out. So uh, now that it's completed, we're working on moving over the liquor into the bar. Uh, We're working on uh, putting all of our like cold drinks over into one of the fridges, but we need a stackable shelving in the fridge. Yeah. And -hmm. we can't find a good stackable shelving that we like. So we're waiting on that still. Um, but we're going to have, be able to have iced glasses, iced pint glasses in stock ready to go. Uh, whiskey balls in stock ready to go. Uh, cold drinks in stock ready to go. And, uh, and two kegs. So I'll have two different uh, beers or whatever on tap. And I think nice. the first thing we're going to put in is mead. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, you got to. Yeah, right. Just for the, to please her bar. Exactly. And you got to, I mean, you guys need to discuss what the name of that bar is going to be. We still need to figure out a name for it, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, It'll come to you one night. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be drinking, both of you guys hanging uh-huh. out, and you'll be like, this is its name. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's going to stick. <laughs> Probably. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm waiting to get a couple pictures until we get all the the fridge situated with the stackable shelving that we can get everything off of the bar into the fridge and uh, cool. show everybody how, how it all turned out. So, yeah. Well, I saw a sneak peek and I think it looks mm-hmm. fantastic. I like the painting you guys did on the walls there too. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I don't remember. It wasn't that way before, huh? Nope. So yeah. So the, even the, the blue yep. painting looks really good. Yeah. We used the same blue on the, the nook wall, the inset, as well as around the main bar itself. Oh, nice. And then we used the same stain on the accent wood for the bar, the bar top and the counter yes. above the fridges. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to build some uh, bookshelves in the other end of the room on the either side of the window seat. Mm-hmm. And those were going to stay in the same color as the bar and the Perfect. counter. So yeah. it all match and work out together. And the table in there is that same stain as well. Oh, cool. That works out really well. Yeah. It's uh, I'm really happy with the way that room is finally turning out. It's like we went, we, when we moved into that house, it went from 1100 square feet to 2300 square feet. I was like, we don't know what to do with all the extra space. So it's just been dead extra open space for like two years Yeah, <laughs> since we've lived in there. And now we're kind of like, Oh, let's do something with all this. So, I, I understand. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> just about to, the, uh-huh. the assistant and I were sort of talking about 
a whole room in that house that we have no idea what we're going to put in. Yeah. And, you know, when we move into the new slash old house, mm-hmm. but yeah, so uh, cool bar is up and running. Hopefully yep. uh, you don't test positive in the next few days and you can go get a keg so I can drink uh-huh. some beer when I am over for uh-huh. recording episode three fifty. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the goal. Um, so and we don't got- invite Dylan or Dylan over cause I don't want gout. Yeah, we can't. Dylan's not allowed to come over anymore. At yeah. least when you're there. Perfect. So, uh, let's see. So I did that Sunday. That took up a good half of the day, and then uh, the other half of the day, I was like, you know, what? I need to start tackling the axles because I would love, love, love to have, at bare minimum, my front suspension and axles done. So both axles, then the front suspension, the three link, before Winter Fun Fest. Okay. At- sure. Bare minimum, like so. You're gonna run a Toyota rear axle. Yeah, I mean, it's a Toyota Ford axle. <laughs> what? It's a Tundra ten and a half inch third member with Ford Super right, Duty. You said you want your front axle and the three link done before Winter Fun Fest. Incorrect. I said I want both axles and the front oh, three back link done. At, sorry, it's, <laughs> I misheard you, or you misspoke. One or the other. <laughs> we'll have to go back and listen. <laughs> All right, axles, so plural. So I need to get the axles done. Um, ultimately, I would love to have the axles, the front suspension, and rear suspension done for King of the Hammers. Okay. So King of the Hammers, Morphlate has a booth. Congratulations. Uh, we got another booth. We're going to be uh, almost kind of in the same area as last time. Oh, nice. Uh, we're going to be uh, right next to... Uh, who are we right next to? Um Yokohama. No, they're on the back end of the aisle at the end, though, from uh, us. Uh, uh, Yoda I was, Mafia. I had the option. I think it might be Yoda Mafia. It might be Breland. I'll have to double check who it was. Um, but I remember looking. It was either set up next to them. I think it was Yoda Mafia or 74 Weld. And I was like, that's a tough choice. Which one do I want? Both. <laughs> just put them on just both sides of me. <laughs> I was like, can we move 74 <laughs> Weld over here next to us? Yeah. So... So Anyways. you shouldn't get your axles done before <laughs> King of the Hammers. Well, <laughs> because then when you go down to 74, well, yeah, but then the thing <laughs> is like, like, Hey, I need portals. I know I need portals anyways, but like if I put portals on the axles I'm building, I'm not going to fit through Barrett Bear Lake anymore. No, you got to shrink the axles. Yeah. I'd have to recut and redo the axles mm-hmm. or I can sell the axles I build and build new ones. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go, Jimmy. I know uh, what I'm doing. Uh, yeah. And then when I build the new ones, I'll build them with eight inch high pinion in the front. That way I have all the ground clearances. Jeez. <laughs> but you're going to have a tiny pumpkin. Well, you don't. Yeah. Eight inch in the front and seven and a half in the rear. Yep. Wait, seven and a half in the rear. Yeah. Why would I have a seven and a half in the rear? Because you got portals. So you got <laughs> all the low gear. You don't yeah. need big ass ring and pinion. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I got an extra you can 2. T- 2 to 1 essentially. Yeah. You can get one of those uh, two wheel drive 90s Toyota seven and a half nice. inch ring gears. I'll put an IFS clamshell in the rear and make a solid axle out of it. <laughs> That'd be so funky. <laughs> seven and a half inch. <laughs> Jesus. Clamshell. Anyways. So I was like, I need to get moving on these axles, right? Okay. <laughs> So my plan was I had all the parts now. To, I got the drive sled, the drive flange kit for the rear in from East Coast Gear Supply. And uh, I decided, I was like, okay, let's put it all together and figure out how to make the measurements and cut this. So I'm sitting there. I'm trying. The big trick is you need to find 
a reference point on the third member that is in the same location on the axle housing. So you know you have a reference point from the third member as you're measuring once you put your axle shaft in the third member, put the unit bearing on the end. Right. You can take the measurement of what your WMS is, so or where the axle tube ends on that setup so that you can then transfer that measurement over to the housing. Correct. Because you're doing you're building your axles with axle shafts. So you have to assemble it exterior of the housing Mm -hmm. to figure out where to cut. Yep. So you're uh, assembling it outside all the parts together, then figuring out what that distance is, then uh, using that distance marker that you made for yourself and applying that to the housing. Yep. And then marking the housing from there. Exactly. Yep. So, um, uh, turns out, uh, the, Ten and a half inch third member, the bolt holes that hold it to the axle housing mm-hmm. on at three and nine o'clock are perfectly vertical of each other. Oh, that's so nice. They share the same center line, perfectly vertical, vertical of each other across the center line of the axle housing, all the way across laterally cool. across it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, perfect. So I can find the center line of those two holes on the third member and measure from that out with the axle shaft. And then on the housing, I could take the center line of those two holes and measure out on the tube. Correct. So I was like, perfect. We can do that. That took me a while to find the reference point. Sure. Yeah. Um, once I found it, I was like, cool, we can lay everything out and do it. So, um, I laid everything out. And then once I had it all laid out, I had everything marked, I had all my measurements done. I figured out what I think the measurement cut should be. And then I, uh, I was like, I only want to do this once. I don't want to have to redo this. Sure. And so I was like, how, how can I check with some other really smart people to figure out if I'm doing this correctly? Phone a friend, phone a friend through Instagram. Oh, okay. And, uh, so, uh, I saw those videos. Yep. Yeah. And so, uh, I was like, well, let's just make some stories and kind of show everybody what I'm doing and how I'm doing it and see if people, the really smart people, the people smarter than me concur that that's the way it should be done or at least that the way I'm doing it is going to give me the correct measurements I need. (laughs) Got it. Okay. And so I did it. And for the most part, everybody said, yes, yep. Everything sounds right. That's the way you could do it. Um, the people, the couple people said I was taking an extra step. I don't need to take the axle shaft out and put it on the workbench and then measure from there to, to the flange surface. But I don't trust my eyes to read the tape measure that far away from the axle shaft and the reference line. So, okay. Um, that's why I moved the axle shaft ever and added an extra step. Um, one person caught a problem. Really? One person out of everybody that replied, I probably had 30 to 40 replies. Good for them. Yeah. Who was it? Do you want to shout them out? Hussman. Hussman. Yeah. Good for Hussman. <laughs> yep. So he, what was it? uh, he said, you know, it looks like he goes, he goes, yes, the way you're measuring it will give you the right number. However, be careful about the number you came up with because it doesn't look like your axle shaft is seated properly in your drive slug. Oh. And I was like, okay, let's talk about this a little bit more. So I called Hussman and um, we ended up talking and uh, sending some pictures back and forth. And um, turns out, so when you put together the 05 and up unit bearings, there's, you know, the bearing cap um, that goes over everything to keep everything clean inside. And then there's a plastic or Delrin spacer okay, to go from the cap to then hold the drive slug in place inside the unit bearing. 
And then because it's a full float axle shaft, you have to have some way to keep the axle from floating in and hitting your third member and popping the center pin in your carrier. Sure. So typically the way that's done is through snap rings, right? Um, there's uh, some Toyota like Burfields that will use a bolt on the end. And what you can do is you know, the Zerk fitting for the gun drilled yeah. grease fittings. You can take that out and put a bolt in with a washer instead sure. to, to keep the axle from moving, right? The washer yeah. keeps the axle from sliding into the spindle. Makes sense. Yeah. And so looking at my axle shafts, I was like, well, yeah, I have a snap ring groove on there. But when I put the drive slug on, the drive slug covers the snap ring groove on the axle shaft. So it wasn't pushed in all the way? That was what I thought. So I was like, well, maybe I don't have it pushed in all the way. And so I tried to push the slug further down the splines of the axle shaft. Yeah. And it won't go anymore. Okay. And I kind of got the slug stuck on the axle shaft for a second and had to pull out a hammer and hit it off. (laughs) So I was like, well, that's interesting. So I guess I have to use a bolt in the end of the act. There was a hole in the end of the axle shaft. So I was like, maybe that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Then I'm supposed to use the bolt and the washer method instead of the snap ring method. So I go to try and use my thread checkers to figure out what the thread pitch is of the hole. And nothing was threading in. I was like, what's going on? So I kind of cleaned out the hole a little bit because I had a little bit of grease in from the previous owner. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, this isn't threaded at all. Huh. So I'm like, all right, where does that leave me here? I have an axle shaft that the drive slant, the drive slug kit that I have from East Coast Gear Supply, which uses the Brannock drive slugs, uh, doesn't fit on the axle shaft. It's not the correct, and it's it's only l- like longer than it needs to be by. Uh, th- three sixteenths quarter of an inch. Like if I was able to cut or shave off three sixteenths a quarter of an inch off of that drive slug, then the snap ring groove would appear and I could use the snap ring groove, but I'm like, I could probably do that. Yeah. So I've got a couple options here. One, I could try and drill and tap the hole that's in the end of the axle shaft so that I can put a threaded bolt in there and put a washer on. Um, but it's 300 M. I'm like, I don't know if I trust myself to drill and tap 300 M with the tools that I have. And if I fuck it up, that's $1,200 down the drain. Yeah. Okay. So, or you just have a hole that's effed up. Well, yeah. If I mess up the axle shaft though. Yeah. I mean, if it cracks, if it cracks or something, I don't know what would happen, you know, trying to drill or tap it. But if I mess up the axle shaft, that's 1200 bucks. Yeah. Then you could go to smaller, (laughs) smaller. (laughs) Then I can go to stock length (laughs) shafts and not have to worry about spares or anything. Cause I can just go to any auto parts store and grab them whenever I need them. Yeah. Anyways, which is appealing to me, but (laughs) at the same time, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I'm like, that's option one, drill and tap the axle shaft. Option number two is cut or trim down, mill down, turn down the drive slug, you know, three sixteenths, quarter of an inch, something like that. So I get access to the snap ring groove. And the third option is to take the axle shaft to somebody who can elongate the splines 
long enough yeah. so the slug can slide down another three sixteenths quarter of an inch or whatever and show the snap ring groove. Interesting. Okay. So I was like, all right, so those are my three options. So I, I shot another video kind of explaining that problem. And uh, I had a lot of really good feedback about it. Most people are just saying, turn down the drive slug. The drive slugs are 50, 70 bucks a piece. <laughs> so uh, that's a, if you mess one of those up, it doesn't hurt like a $1,200 axle shaft does. Sure. Right. So uh, just turn down the drive slug. One person said, it looks like you got the wrong part. And here's why. So he showed me a link to Brannick's website for the 05 and up 35 spline super duty uh, drive slugs. Oh, before I get to this, I called RCV. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what, what's going on here, guys? Is this a normal thing? Like, what do you, what do you guys normally tell your customers to do in this situation? And they're like, well, I'm not sure what's going on with your drive flange kit. I would just recommend to buy our drive flange kit. And I was like, okay, I didn't realize you guys had one. I guess it kind of makes sense you would, but all right, sure. I'll, you know, whatever. Let's, let's do it. And he goes, all right, so let me, so let me get, be right back. Let me look up the part number. And he comes back and he goes, so uh, we don't have a 35 spline drive flange kit. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, isn't that a pretty commonly used thing? He goes, not in the 05 and up unit bearings. He goes, most people that do 05 and up unit bearings are doing 40 or 47 spline. Interesting. And I was like, oh, so I'm the weirdo that's staying with tiny little 35 spline axles, apparently. We've known this for a while now. <laughs> uh, yes, we have. <laughs> so anyways, I was like, well, okay, here's the situation then. What would you guys do? And they're like, honestly, we would just turn down the drive slug. And I was like, okay. So then I put out the video to Instagram and... uh a lot of good responses. Pretty much everybody was in agreement. Just turn it down. Some people were like, "Oh, go respline the shaft and all this other." I'm like, "That's like my least favorite option is to go and take a shaft in to respline it or right. elongate the splines." I'm like, "I'd rather try and drill and tap it first. But anyways, um, one person sent me a link to Brannick's website, and Brannick has 35 spline drive flange kits on their website that uses a different drive slug than the one I got, which is Brannick drive slugs from East coast gear supply. <laughs> okay. And I was like, hold on. He, he goes, yeah, it looks like you have different drive slugs than what Brannick sells in their 35 spline drive flange kit. I was like, you're totally right. So on my drive slug, there's the, the exterior splines are for the unit bearing, right? Yeah. They go, inch and a half, let's say. Sure. And then there's another like three eighths of an inch section that doesn't have any splines for the unit bearing on the exterior, but has splines on the inside for the axle shaft, 35 splines. Got it. And the drive slugs that are on Brannick's website doesn't have that three eighths inch section on it. So how does it attach to the axle shaft? It The, the splines go through the whole thing, the full inch and a half. Okay. You have inch and a half of splines, but mine has an inch and a half plus an inch and three eight or well, three eighths of an inch. So an inch and seven so, eighths. And are we talking diameter here? Radius? Length. Length? Length width. of the drive slug. Width of the drive... No, length. Length of the drive slug. Your width would essentially be like your diameter, I believe. Okay. So if width is diameter, mm-hmm. length... it. I mean, if you sat this down on a table, we're talking about height. Correct. Okay. Yep. It's the the measurement at which the axle shaft goes through the drive slug. 
Okay. So the, so the, which would be height if you set it down flat on a table. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think if I was considering that in the application, I would consider it a width, like the amount of the, the penetration that the axle shaft goes into the drive slug is an inch and three eighths. Distance of penetration is an inch and a half plus three eighths. So an inch and seven eighths. Yes. Whereas the Brannick one on their website looks like it's just an inch and a half. Hmm. And okay. Yeah. So so I called East Coast Gear Supply. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, was going to say like, you should call Brannick. <laughs> right. I did. I've called Brannick before and they don't answer their phones and it takes them four days to answer emails. Hmm. I'm apparently Brannick has great customer service. If you're a sponsored racer, <laughs> if you're just a random peasant, they don't give a fuck about you. Yes. Okay. I called East Coast Gear Supply and I was like, Hey guys, did you send me the right part? And they're like, I don't know. Did we? And I was like, well, here. So I sent them an email with pictures of everything and I haven't heard back yet. Oh, okay. So, so we're still waiting to see if, can you, uh, <laughs> in the meantime, you should email Brannick yeah. and say, can you get me the, whatever we want to call it width, height or length yeah. of that part? Yeah. And, and then you can confirm that it, they maybe even have it on their website for mm-hmm. all I know, but that then you can confirm that it w- might work in your application. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. I still can't cut the WMS because I don't have the axle shaft properly seated in the unit bearing and drive slugs. So just turn it down and go. That's kind of what I'm thinking of doing too, is I'm just turning it down. But like at the same time, like if there is a correct part for it, I would at least like to know that there is a correct part so that I, because when I bought the drive flange kit, I bought an extra slug for a trail spare um, that I can use on any of the four corners. Right. Um, But it's the same measurement of slug one and seven eighths inch roughly. So did you get four? Well, five bad, uh, incorrect slugs. No, cause I'm not rear- using, I'm not using slugs on the front I'm using hubs oh, manual. Yep. So you bought three. Okay. Yep. So I have three slugs, but you could use them on the front if you broke your manual locking hubs. Uh, yep. Good. Yep. yep. Got it. Mm-hmm. So I would try to find the right part so that if you do ha- need that extra one, then you have the correct extra one. You don't mm-hmm. have to turn it down or you give it to a machine shop and you have turned down all three at once yeah. and get them to the right size. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm like, I could just turn it down uh, or I could just take a flapper disc to a thin disc and cut it. Like it doesn't need to be a machined precision finish to it. It just needs to be clear enough so that the snap ring can get in there. Right. (laughs) So I'm thinking about doing that and I'm totally okay with doing that. But at the same time, like if there is a correct part I should be using, I'd like to at least know. Yeah, sure. So that's where everything is kind of held up at right now. Bummer. Yeah. I was hoping for some axle cut talk. (laughs) I was too. Okay. (laughs) But guess not today. Not today. Maybe episode 351. Yeah. Yeah. I'm debating on just uh, cutting them anyways and making them fit. So I get the snap ring in the correct spot and then uh, going from there and getting the correct part down the road when I need it. So I'd wait. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That sounds, sounds like a dangerous move. If you uh, cut it and you go, Oh, I need to pull it out a hair and now you've already cut it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. 
You're like, oh, I need to buy another whole diamond housing, babe. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Hey, but if but, I do that, then I could talk to 74 Weld. Yeah. We'd get there support. you go. <laughs> See if we get support. Yeah, or you'd be like, anybody want a, you know, slightly modified <laughs> diamond <laughs> housing for a 10 and a half? Right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's the Axel talk. That's where it's at so far right now. Nice. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think uh, that's all, pretty much all I have. Did you want to talk about anything else? Nope. That's all I got. I all do right. need to get over. I just found out Reed is located in Concord. Did you know that? No. Not, not Reed Bendix, but uh, Reed the, the Super Kingpin. Yeah, Brian, Brian Bendix. Bendix. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, Reed as in Super Kingpins. I did not know they were they're in Concord. They're in Concord. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, well, shit. I'm thinking about just going over there <laughs> to to talk to them face to face and uh, see what they got going on rather than driving up to Chico. Sorry, Grant, but yeah, I didn't realize Reed was right here. So, well, if you do that, let me know. You want a road trip? Maybe I need to go to Livermore and not visit Chris, but possibly get a camper shell for Clifford. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there's a price on Facebook marketplace. There's a mm-hmm. really good priced one mm. that the guy had on a 1997 F250. Long bed? Long bed. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Because I've got, um, I'm moving a lot of stuff from my house to the warehouse and my house to uh, the post office and UPS. And mm-hmm. I don't have any. And my panels are pretty, pretty long. Mm-hmm. There's no easy way to move those no. without them getting rained on during winter That's or true. anything else. So I'm considering getting a camper shell for maybe Clifford, not really thinking about it for the Tacoma, mm-hmm. but it is a, a possibility. One mm-hmm. of my trucks needs a camper shell so I can tuck yeah. things around and I'm thinking it's going to be Clifford. You know, if you had a forerunner. If I had a four, <laughs> I'd have to have a seat permanently down. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's true. But yeah, maybe. So if you're mm-hmm. going to Concord, I'll let might you know. need to go to Livermore. Yeah. Once I'm off of lockdown here, then I can, I can start planning on going out and doing stuff again. Yeah. Understood. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, cool stuff. If anybody has any feedback for us, send it on over. You know where to find us at. There's all sorts of fun ways to get a hold of us from irate four by four to Facebook, to Instagram, to emails, to bat signals and everything in between. Um, there's voicemail numbers you can call. You can find Tyler on the 805. Yep. You can reach out on the 805 if you're ever in the area. I guess if you're not there, if you have Echo Link, you can do that. So. Yeah, that's a good stuff. I need to set up my radio station at home. The NorCal 4x4 so <laughs> rescue page has been going crazy recently. Oh, yeah. We forgot to talk about that. So there's a couple of things. Thank you, Jimmy. There's a couple other things I want to talk about oh, this episode. Okay. Um, we got a lot of snow here in the Sierras. We did. And uh, people Beat. are going out and playing in it. They are which is great. I'm a huge believer in it. I think people should go out and play in the snow, go out and recreate. Um, I don't care what you're doing. If you got snowmobiles, if you'd like to snowshoe, if you like to do four by four, go play in the snow. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's what I live for. And, um, if just try and go prepared, a lot of times people don't know what that means though. Yes. And so if you don't know what that means to go prepared, look up, the, there's a lot of volunteer recovery groups that have popped up all over the country. Um, there's a really big one in Colorado now. Uh, if you're in the Colorado area, be familiar with how to get back in contact with people when you do go out playing in the snow. Human beings are not 
adept and evolved to survive in the snow typically for extended amounts of time. So uh, make sure that you are taking warm clothing and a spare clothing whenever you go. And we may have to do another uh, getting ready for winter episode here. Episode 144. Perfect. There we go. And 164. So episode 144 was, are you ready for snow wheeling? Mm-hmm. Episode 164 was how to four by four in the snow, like a boss. Sweet. So go back, check to the, check out those episodes. Some really good info there. There has been a lot of talk about a bunch of gates getting put up in El Dorado national forest. Okay. Uh, apparently, uh, and one of the, a lot of them are in the popular snow wheeling areas. Yes. And so there's been a lot of concern we about were talking about one on episode 344 with John, right? I believe so. Yep. Mormon immigrant trail. And, uh, there's one at the bottom of a Mormon immigrant. There's okay. another one being placed a little bit further up Mormon immigrant around North South road. There's one being placed at Wright's Lake road. That was the one I think we were talking okay. about. And then there's another one at the Wright's inner tie road that goes from Wright's Lake over to ice house reservoir. Okay. And there's another one for the ice house reservoir road, the camping area. Um, and there's another one going up ice house road. Oh, pretty much from that four way intersection. Really? Okay. Yeah. Which I, so, and there, there's more, they, the forest service has implemented 27 new gates this year. Wow. And I finally got word from a few different people with the forest service that have said those gates are not being planned to be used. Quote unquote. Okay. They are for emergency only. And the reason why they put them up was because when uh, the Caldor fire and the mosquito fire came through uh, El Dorado County and El Dorado forest, uh, they found out that they had no way to close off areas from the public so that the emergency responders could get in and do their jobs. Understood. Okay. So they put in for a bunch of funding and got it all to put up 27 new gates so that they can help control public access to areas in when, when state of emergencies are declared. Got it. So right now she said they have absolutely no plans to implement them due to recreational or seasonal closures or anything like that. And their, their goal is to keep it that way. And so I'm, I'm still not very trustworthy that they're going to keep their word on that, but that is the official word right now. At least this, probably this season. At least for this season. They did say that the new motor vehicle use maps, which will tell the essentially the new travel management plans for seasonal closures, um, are going to be redone and the new ones are coming out spring 2023. Okay. To which I asked if there was any plans to change any of the travel management plans, change any of the routes. Um, and if they do change any of the routes, is there going to be opportunity for public comment on those changes? And their response was, she hasn't replied yet. Oh. This lady takes like a month to reply to emails. It's really annoying. <laughs> she probably gets as many as you do on the snail trail four by four. Email. <laughs> probably <laughs> touche. <laughs> get out of here. Uh, no. So anyways, that's the update on the gates. The other update that I wanted to get to, uh, I meant to get during the SEMA episode. So during, while I was walking around, we just Reed and I decided to go over and check out the EV section. Yes. Of SEMA. And there was a camping trailer out there with an induction stove on it. Nice. And so I kind of like talked to the owner. I was like, 
hey, have you done actual tests on the electrical efficiency of induction stove versus infrared versus coils uh, versus propane? And he goes, he goes, yeah, I'm, yeah, we did um, induction heats up uh, water way, way, way quicker. And I was like, okay, I agree. Have you done other? <laughs> Have you actually like, cooked a full meal and seen what the power draw is with these things? And he goes, no, we haven't. And so I was like, okay, so here's what I have found and what a buddy of mine has done some real life testing with a, a power draw, an ammeter to figure everything out. And we found out that induction will cook liquid stuff a lot quicker, but it is far less electrically uh, efficient when you are cooking like meats or anything. Okay. So it depends on what kind of meals you're cooking right. um, as to whether or not infrared or induction is going to be a better choice to conserve your batteries, whatever electricity you have. And he goes, that can't be true. He goes, I want to argue with you, but I don't have the data to back anything up. I was like, um, do some research. Yeah. I was like, I was like, this is what we found. And I just want to tell. And so we ended up going back and forth for a long time, talking about different electrical stuff and what they're doing with their trailers. And they're like, I was like, yeah, I'm building my own trailer. I was curious, you know, how much power are you guys using? And we got into all that. And he's like, yeah, we're trying to get away from propane usage on the trailer. And I was like, that's what I'm trying to do. And I was like, I, I'm actually trying to do that because, uh, I, I, uh, host on a podcast. And, uh, while my co-host was out at Overland Expo, Arizona, he talked with somebody from a, a company that was building trailers that was like, we want to get away from propane. And I was like, that's a genius idea. And so I'm trying to build my trailer that same way now. And I was like, I can't remember the name of the company. And then all of a sudden I looked up and it was Campworks. Was it? <laughs> yes. It was the same company. It was the brother. So oh. you interviewed one of the brothers. Yeah. The other brother was there at SEMA that I was talking to. Oh, that's funny. And so once I made, I was like, Oh my God, Campworks, that's the company. And so we made this big connection and we laughed about it for a while. They have made some massive upgrades really? to their entire, like they redid the entire electrical system on those trailers. Why don't you get them back on? Yes. So uh, he said that he's actually driving. Um, they got to borrow the electric VW uh, SUV. Okay. It's essentially like a Tiguan, but it's full EV. Nice. Um, he got to borrow that to go to SEMA and then drive around for a while. And he said he has to drop it, drop it back off in San Francisco. Oh, so I was like, well, you're going to be driving right through us. I was like, tell us, let me know when you're coming through and we need to get you back on the podcast in the studio to talk about all these really cool updates you've done. Yes. They've completely redone the entire, like everything's on canvas now for the entire trailer and you can control the entire trailer from a tablet. Awesome. That's pretty freaking rad what they did. So anyways, once I figured that out, I ended up sitting there for like an hour, hour and a half talking with him and his lead uh, electrical guy. Okay. Cool. Um, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun talking with Thomas. So nice. I meant to... I don't know why I spaced on that during the SEMA episode, but I was like, I, I need to... We need to come back and tell you about that. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, there was a lot of fun talking to them at Overland Expo West mm -hmm. and uh, to know that they're pushing the limits still. They're I'm, still I'm pushing the limits. It. It's really cool to see kind of, well, to hear what you talked with them about. Mm -hmm. And then was that a year and a half, two years later? Jeez. When was that? Was that, was that two episodes? It was, two it was 2021 Expo West. 
So yeah, about a year and a half then. Yeah. So a year and a half later, um, all the massive change and updates they've done to the, the Camp Rex trailers. So um, pretty cool stuff. Uh, I'm hoping I'm going to reach out to him and see if we can make sure that he does stop in on his way through. And it wasn't just like, a, oh yeah, he asked us, but I don't think he really means us to come in yeah, no. or driving let's, through. Let's get but, it. Um, anyway, so I wanted to give that update as well. Sweet. So those are the la- those are my two updates: the gates and Campworks. Awesome. So, yep. Sounds good. I'm excited for that. And uh, if you have any questions for us, we kind of ran over it already. But make sure to email us, Jimmy or Tyler at Snail Trail Four by Four. You can find me on Instagram, Snail Trail Four by Four, or Tyler at Four by Four Toyota Tyler. So cool. That's all I got. Uh, that's all you got. That's all we got. Hopefully you guys enjoy what we got and uh, we'll keep doing this here. Uh, remember you guys have like one more day to get in questions for the Google form for episode 350. We're going to be recording the episode tomorrow from when you're listening to this. If you listen on Thursday when it releases, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to the episode. So Jimmy Jet Black, do you have any final words for everybody? You stole mine. So I had to quickly try to figure <laughs> one out. <laughs> But did you hear that Stellar Built is it now a official installer of Go Fast Campers? GFCs, I did see that. That's and awesome. With, and with that, my friends, keep crawling. I got one for you. Okay. <laughs> Lance isn't a common name these days. You're right. It's really not. Yeah. But in the medieval times, people were called Lance a lot. <laughs> that is true. <laughs>